Welcome to Association Rockstars, where we hear about the journeys and insights of some amazing association executives and partners who are building the association industry of tomorrow. I'm your host, Lowell Applebaum, the CEO and Strategy Catalyst at Vistacova, where we partner with organizations on strategy facilitation and governance. With me today, I'm really happy to have Ray Arambula, who's the Director of IT for the American Association of Respiratory Care. At AARC, he's responsible for the management strategy and execution of technology. He's been in the IT industry for 20 years. He's a former ASE Delft Scholar, currently is on the ASE Tech Council, and we are really happy to have you with us today, Ray. Thank you, Lowell. Very happy to be here. It's a great honor. Thank you. Well, we started uh, in our prep time talking a little bit about the first question we start with, which is that we believe that everyone, especially the rock stars, uh, have things where they are better, better skill sets, great experience. And so we'd like to frame that as a superpower. And so first question we'd like to ask is, what is one of your superpowers? Yeah, oddly enough, that was a very difficult question for me. Uh, but I asked my wife and she's like, oh, that's easy. And I'm like, really? And she said, it's uh, my ability to remain calm under pressure. And uh, I thought about that and, I'm, uh, and I thought, you know, I, I have heard that quite a few times. And, um, you know, I think, you know, maybe where most people might freak out or lose it. You know, I, I have kind of the opposite effect where I, I get more alert, more focused and, and really honed in on what it is we need to, to fix or resolve. Um, I, I am human, though. I do get stressed and, and anxious. Uh, but, you know, I think I just try to control it and not let it uh, get prolonged to a state where, you know, you do freak yeah. out and lose it. <laughs> so, you know, this is certainly a, going a little different direction, but this is certainly a time of uh, stress and anxiety for many people. I, I know that you are, you're new at ARC. What have you found in terms of like how you help your staff or see yourself in terms of managing stress uh, or with your team? Yeah, you know, uh, when I started, um, one of the things I realized is, uh, you know, there were certain things we weren't, we were subscribed to and uh, we had purchased, but we weren't utilizing to the full extent um, in terms of technology. And so one of those being, um, you know, uh, what we do from a virtual sense. And so I, you know, I ramped that up, not knowing what we were going to be faced with. And I, I ramped that up and got some of my team members involved and and helping execute that into our organization. Um, and we got it you know, going pretty well. And then within two weeks after that is when you know, we got the orders to go home. And so um, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful that we got that in place and, and we just you know, worked together as a team to get that implemented. Yeah. Um, but certainly those, that was just one of the things where you know, there was certainly a lot of un uncomfortableness around that. You know, certain people just weren't used to the technology and how to yeah. use it. And so, Having to even support that remotely was was different, but um, you know it's what you got to do at this point. You know, I love the uh, the discipline that you bring in terms of a lens of technology, which is of course the backbone of so many organizations' ability to actually connect and serve their members. But it is you know perhaps a, a skill set that we need even more in the association world. From your own journey, I mean, obviously had decades of experience in IT industry. How did you find associations and like, what, what made this feel like a fit? Well, you know, I was, um, you know, early on in my career, I was always a techie and a nerd and, you know, just loved uh, technology, implementing it and supporting it. 
you know, I never really saw myself, uh, you know, when I started working for association, I knew it was this nonprofit type of thing. And, you know, we, uh, we have members as, as part of our organization, but I never really understood fully, you know, what it is that uh, we do as an organization. And it wasn't until I started getting into management um, that I, I quickly started learning, you know, exactly what it is associations do. Um, even more so is when uh, my CEO, uh, you know, called me out and said, uh, hey, I want you to apply for this DELT program at ASAE. And I thought, you know, I heard of ASAE and I was a member, but I never heard of DELT. And the more I looked into it, I thought, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me and I don't know if I'd even qualify. Um, you know, and I'm in IT, they probably need someone on governance or marketing or something like that. And, uh, and I went ahead and applied and, um, you know, and I got accepted and man, that really changed the game for me. I think, you know, looking back, um, you know, one of the first things I recognized was the importance of the work that associations do and meeting with other leaders within the association community, seeing the, the strategies that they're focusing on, the decisions that they have to make around members, um, you know, really put things into perspective and made me have a deeper appreciation for what it is I do. You know, a lot of people may see IT as kind of behind the scenes or, you know, we live in a deep cave somewhere and, you know, we throw them some food once in a while, but, um, you know, really, you know, we, we are a strategic partner and yeah. um, it's important the work that we do to make sure that our members are getting everything that they need from our association. And so you know since then, I just, I, I fell in love with what I do, not yeah. just on the technology side, but for what we do for, for our members as well. The, uh, one of the things we were speaking about before is the uh, power of mentorship and how that has been something powerful in your own journey. I'm just wondering if you have a little bit to share about how that has helped in your own journey in the association field and you know, any future thoughts about like where mentorship you want to get involved or it should go for others who want to get involved. Yeah, um, you know, like I mentioned, I, um, you know, when I got into management, someone called me out on that and said, you know, I, I think you should, you know, make the next move and that next move is, should be in the management. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm somewhat of an introvert and, and, you know, hesitant to jump into things like that. But, you know, I decided to do it. And, you know, it, my career has, has kind of evolved in that manner where someone has called me out and said, hey, you need, you need to be a part of that. And if it wasn't for those people doing that in my life and for me and for my career, you know, I wouldn't have never been at the place I am right now. And so I'm extremely grateful for the mentors I've had. Um, you know, my, my current mentor is uh, uh, Reggie Henry at ASAE. And man, he's just so full of insight and just knowledge. And, you know, our hour just goes up really quick. Um, but, you know, he's someone who's, who's really helped me build my confidence. And, and, and recognize, you know, that, you know, I'm someone that needs to be involved in this association community. So now that uh, I've, I've received that now, I'm, I'm actually doing that for some other people as well. And it's so rewarding and so exciting to do that. And yeah, just loving it. You know, I love the, the uh, comment you made that you're an introvert, right? Because inherently we think of Introvert uh, like means you have to be a little more quiet or they're not the first to step forward and clearly you're on the tech council You're a job scholar like you you are someone that like has stepped forward and has made progress and has like created a voice You know as you're thinking to sort of the next generation of rock stars What do you what do you think is going to be key to? What should we be doing to help grow 
black stars that are introverts? Well, I think you have to you have to learn how to take some risks as an introvert. Um, you have to put yourself out there. Um, as someone once told me, uh, you know, as in regards to meetings and, and going to conventions and things like that, you have to go and meet people. And the best way to do that is get yourself in a group, extend your hand out there, and say hi. My name is Ray, <laughs> and and I tried that, and I thought this is gonna this is. And this is going to be it. I'm going to make a lot of new people, meeting all new people. I'm going to make all these connections. Put my went into a group, put my hand out there, and they just kind of looked at me like, "Who the heck are you?" And I thought, "Oh my God, this is such a failure." But what I realized is I had to keep doing that risk. I have to keep taking that risk. And and the more I did it, the more easier it became. And um, it was it was not that hard to make connections. And I yeah. think as introverts, we just we get that fear developed, and we just decide, oh, "I'm not going to do it." But Really, it's just about taking that risk. And, um, you know, another thing I would say to um, future generations, um, one of the things I, I've probably learned how to do well, and I don't, I don't know if this is a success or not, but is learning to fail successfully. Uh, I've had many failures in my career, you know, big and small, but, um, you know, I've always been surrounded by a, group, a good group of people and, and leaders. Um, but always recognize that this isn't the end. You know, you have to recover from this. You have to move forward from this. And, um, you know, and, and going through that entire process really helps to build your character and really helps to build foundation for what you're going to need in the future because failure is just a part of it. Um, but you learn so much in that process um, that, you know, I, I used to tell my team, like, I've, I've never seen you succeed until you failed. And because when you go through that, that's when you really get to learn and get to have a full, greater knowledge and appreciation for what you do. So much good in there. I've never seen you succeed until you learn to fail. I mean, there's such a great piece of like learning within there as well. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I, I am not full introvert. And like the idea of randomly going up and shaking hands with people and saying hi still makes me nervous. Yeah. No. At least for me, the, uh, the way that I feel like I have learned to, to thrive is to try to either be a connector or find those connectors, right? Like those that can easily like, not perhaps match make, but like make the introductions. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, that feels like it's a way to, to help build community. Certainly. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing I absolutely learned is, is surround yourself with the right people too. You know, maybe you're not the talkative guy, but get next to the person who is, who can make those connections for you. That certainly right. goes a long way too. The, uh, you know, I'll ask since you have a background in technology, a lot of what Eugene's been speaking about is about building these relationships, right? Like making these connections. And that's part of at least the path you have found towards involvement, the encouragement to get into management, right? Uh, do you have any reflections? If not, it's okay, but in terms of a time when we're not gathering at conferences, right? Where we're not gathering in person at these meetings. Anything that's from a technology insight in terms of how to still those connections are being made or where we should be creating space for them so that we don't you know, lose this power of introduction? Yeah, certainly, you know, we are limited in what we can do right now. Um, and, you know, I've, I've heard comments like, if, if I have to get on another Zoom call or another Teams call. And, you know, they can be exhausting sometimes, and yeah. especially when they're long and drawn out. Um, but I think we still have to be intentional about making, um, doing good in our relationships and making sure we're building up our relationships. And if that means we have to jump on a Zoom call for 15 minutes, you know, just to check in 
And maybe it's not even work related. Maybe it's just a hello and how's your day going type of thing. Um, I think it's so critical to maintain um, those relationships and keep those connections going. Um, certainly there's lots of technologies out there. Um, and I would, I would encourage you know, organizations to really explore what works best for yours and, and make use of it. Yeah. I, uh, I've seen the difference between a organization that held just a virtual board meeting and organization that sent cookies to all their board members beforehand for the day of the board meeting. So it still felt like they were like, you know, caring for them, right? Like little gestures can make a big difference. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. As you think about tomorrow, and perhaps that's not the tomorrow with COVID, right? But like a future tomorrow, what kind of leaders do you think the association world needs? I mean, what are you, what are you hoping to see either in peers and those who come before you or those that come after you? What kind of leaders do we need for tomorrow? You know, I think we need some risk takers. I think people who uh, really want to be involved in innovation and, you know, lead in that front. Um, you know, I quickly learned going into management that it's less about what your skills are in terms of what you can do, but how you think outside the box, how you um, come up with different strategies to make your organization successful. Um, and I think there's also a, a personal side to it as well. Um, you know, I don't think uh, everything should be done in a box sometimes and we have to get out of that and really explore and be creative, but also make sure that we recognize we're working with people, we're working with human beings, um, there's characters, there's personalities. And I think we need to embrace and, and bring some of that into our organizations. Um, you know, I think everybody likes to sense when you feel like a family and yeah. um, when there's that level of comfort and then that is ingrained in your culture. I think it makes a huge difference in the way we do our work and our excitement for what we do in our work as well. You know, I, you're talking now about the need for the future leaders, and today's leaders to be risk takers. You were talking earlier that you didn't see someone succeed until you saw them fail. You know, so much of this culture of like perfection, like we were judged from a level of like nothing going wrong, seems to have for a long time viewed business in general organizations specifically you know, as you think about your own philosophical approach towards leadership, how do you look to create space either for your staff or for yourself where you can safely experiment and know that it's not always going to work because it's an experiment, right? Where like failure isn't a failure, right? Yeah. How, do you, how do you create that for your staff or how do you found that's been created for you? I think communication is key. I think really talking to them, um, you know, not just from Obviously in IT, there's a lot of technical jargon that needs to be said and, and communicated. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's that communication of, you know, how's your day going to, um, you know, I saw you approach this this way. You know, yeah. Walk me through that. What was your process in, in doing that? And, and, you know, really talking about, you know, what the outcome should look like and what uh, the expectations should look like and, and seeing their response to that, seeing how they engage with that. Um, I think if you become a little bit transparent and um, you, your staff sees you as someone that they can um, go to and reach out to, um, you're going to see a lot of the, the hidden things that uh, get brought to the surface and not necessarily need to be dealt with, but at least recognize so you know, okay, this person is going to approach this this way and this person might do it this way. Um, and then you can better understand and gauge you know, what that outcome is going to look like. Um, so I think as leaders, we just need to continually be that communicator to our staff and continually provide um, that transparency as well. 
Um, and I think, you know, it, it extends even beyond our staff. I think we need to do that around our vendor space and around our, our colleagues in, in different uh, areas that we work with as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's certainly a place that I see as the indicator of a healthy organization in terms of how the governance functions as well, right? When there's clarity between our leaders, you know, uh, externally on the volunteer side and internally on the staff side, right? That Absolutely. clear communication for sure. Absolutely. You know, as you, do you think associations can be that kind of sort of home and hotbed of like experimentation of like places that they, that you see like associations can be a place where people can learn and grow in that kind of open communication and trusted leader sense? I do. I do. I, I, I think, you know, personally, I probably wouldn't feel like uh, I would pursue that if I didn't feel that way. And I think, you know, a lot of, of what I see um, happening in that regard is, is what I, you know, involved with on the tech council at ASAE. Um, you know, we're really passionate about, you know, helping out the association community and making a difference and, and, and being a voice and being a, a resource that people can go to um, when they just don't understand something or need help with something or, or simply just guidance on something. And so, you know, hearing the different perspectives and ideas and and thoughts come up in these conversations really makes me feel like, okay, we're, we're doing this, you know, we're competing against the for-profit world as well. And we're not just, you know, kind of straggling by, we're actually wanting to innovate and do some, some real good stuff. Here. So it, it makes me excited and I, and I feel very hopeful in that regard. So I'll, I'll take that hope and ask a, a last question, uh, which is, as you think about, you know, our, current or future rockstar colleagues out there, those that are aspiring to like step into management, to be in management, to have excellence in management, those that are fellow executive C-suites to use. Just for yourself, like what's a, a guiding thought you would share with them to help them stay to like the true north of like they would be a rock star? Like what piece of advice if they're gonna be awesome in our field someday would you offer? You know, get involved. Um whatever your type of personality is, there's so many ways to get involved. You know, you don't have to uh, feel like you have to be this great presenter or, you know, uh, be this great communicator. Um, you just need to take step one and that's get involved at some level. And I think, um, you know, for me, like I mentioned, one of the big uh, difference makers was having a mentor, having someone in in your life who's looking in and saying, okay, more than advice, here's some, here's some real hard truth to what you're, yeah. you're doing right or not doing right. Um, have someone like that in your life to help you guide you and, and set your, your path correctly. Um, but, you know, and there's, there's plenty of people, plenty of leaders out in the association community. I am just amazed and blown away by just the, the community that I'm involved with. And at any point in time, I could reach out to any one of you and, and instantly get feedback. Yeah. Um, or guidance and so um, you know for those looking to continue to the association community get involved you know make that next step forward I like that and I, I would agree with you about our community uh, about this the professionalism as well as the empathy and caring that you find within it I uh, appreciate you joining us and sharing a little bit of your story with us today thank you it's been an honor and uh, really excited to be a part of this thank you I want to also of course Give thanks to Amy Hager, who's the one that's behind the scenes, making sure that your comments are being answered and produce Association Rockstars. And of course, thank you to everyone joining us or listening to this after. Feel free to continue to post questions or ideas in the comments so we can continue to build upon our mutual success together. 
Until next time, Association Royal Family.